0: Ooh, what is up, everybody? Welcome to the stack. I'm Alex.
2: I'm Justin. I'm Pete. And we've all been through an extensive vocal
0: training. <laughs> uh, I've been through an extensive holiday training. We have been away from the stack podcast for a good long time. Very <laughs> excited to chat with you fellas about the old comic books after such a long time. Not just fellas. What? What? Huh? Did you say fellas? Yeah, I said yeah. fellas. 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 And ladies. Yeah, with you
1: fellas, you yeah, Justin, us. you're We're a fella. A fella. Uh, Pete, did is you have a fella. an operation while we, over uh, the break? Uh, <laughs> to be revealed soon. <laughs> <laughs> Uh-oh. What a
0: podcast. What a time to be alive. On the stack, we talk <laughs> about a bunch of comic books that have come out today. We're going to have one advanced preview for you as well. But let's jump into a big title coming out of Marvel, Captain Marvel number 1. Now, this is, I guess, uh, kind of a continuation of the run yeah. that's already been going mm-hmm. on. But it is a reboot to tie it to the movie and bring in new readers and give a fresh start for uh, Captain Danvers. Yeah, <laughs> cool. Dan- Carol Danvers. Carol Danvers. <laughs> Danvers. Captain yeah, Carol I, Danvers. I Suddenly, got very nervous because of Kara uh, Danvers on Supergirl, and I was like, "Oh God, has yeah. it been so long? Have I gotten it wrong?" Yeah, no. Uh, but I think this is a great new entry point for readers. How'd you guys feel about
1: the book? Uh, uh, I yeah, I, I so loved it. Light in the new uh, year. Uh, yeah, I well, thought...
2: we did a whole podcast without you, and we <laughs> wanted to. we trying to embrace a new, turn over a new leaf, uh, as it were.
1: Yeah, I thought Mix. it was a solid uh, first issue start. Uh, You know, anytime you start with a giant alien monster, I say fantastic. Uh, Yeah, I think it was a good number one issue, really set up this world. Uh, set up a little love interest style. Yeah, this is
0: interesting. You guys might be interested. It sets up a world called the Marvel Universe. Yeah, now, this it's is fine. a new thing. It's great to yeah. set
1: it up. Yeah. yeah, it's great to
2: set it up. New yeah, thing. Uh, it's due. It's, it's do. I'm excited due. to see
0: what happens. So what what kind of men and spiders will they have in there? Yeah, exactly. Will it's, they bring them together?
1: There was a uh, kind of a douchey character that reminded me of Justin a little bit. Dress, Who is that? Dresses similar. Tony Stark. Nuclear, <laughs> nuclear man. Uh, I don't address, I, don't I look dress. nothing you like a... You always are shirtless with a fur coat on.
2: <laughs> that's true. I guess that's the 2019 me, for those of you that haven't seen the pictures. Um, I am basically a Russian bear. Yep. How did you feel about this? Uh, I thought it was great. Um, I will say I feel like the trope of fighting a monster in the first issue has been done a lot in the past year. Sure. Oh, uh, you
1: you tired of that, start? Yeah, I'm tired of it. Oh, have seen. Man, it. I've seen people,
2: because it's... It's also totally the same, where it's like, man, where'd this monster come from? And they're not scared, they're sort of like joking around whoever the heroes are fighting. So I was like, I feel that, I see it, that's that's good, I'm good on that.
0: Well, what I was looking forward to, and this is very much a first issue, so we'll see how this pans out, if that ends up coming back around in the story in some way, I would appreciate that a lot, and I think that would explain the opening monster of it all. But that's essentially to establish a couple of things, and this issue establishes, Uh, I'll go ahead and spoil just the general gist of it, but I definitely recommend you read it because it's very quippy and very funny. There are jokes, uh, tons of jokes on the page, but it's establishing the relationship of Jessica Drew, Spider-Woman, and Captain Marvel, best friends, because that's going to pan out in a big way. At the end of the issue, Captain Marvel is seemingly set to do some sort of post-apocalyptic future or something like that, uh, where the characters that we meet over the course of the book are all teaming together, we don't know why, uh, but I thought it was a fun introduction. I was very unexpected.
2: Yeah, I, I will say when I, uh, I have seen the monster trope before, but it built sort of sequence by sequence into like a very original take that I really liked. Uh, moving through the conversation with Tony Stark that she has, and uh, the use of hazmat in this issue I thought was love really great. Love hazmat. Love hazmat. I love sort of pulling a, a deep continuity character back into the fold, have a little uh, maybe a mentor-mentee relationship Ooh. there. You know I'm talking about?
0: You were today, day Man, calendar like, we, during
2: the I, we, we are eight days into 2019, <laughs> and I'm using every word I have learned. Uh-oh. Well,
0: here's two words you may not have learned yet. Young and justice. Oh, Because yeah. we're going to talk so, about the kickoff of Wonder Comics over at DC. What is young? Uh, young we are. Uh, I don't know. Pete, do you know what young means? Nope. Yeah. Well, let's talk <laughs> to the youngest, freshest member of our trio, <laughs> Pete LePage. Oh, boy. So this is a kickoff of Wonder Comics, which is Brian Michael Bendis's new imprint from DC Comics. Young Justice, number one, bringing the classic team back together. Also, very coincidentally tied to the new season of Young Justice launching on DC Universe. Probably mm. a total of coincidence there. I love when coincidences like that happen. Uh, are you guys fans of this? Were you excited to see the team back together. How'd you feel about this kickoff of an entire line? I like young justice. I like impulse. What? I <laughs> feel like you're being cagey right I now. Am,
2: I am not. I do. I legitimately, okay. legitimately do. But what? I feel like you're
0: holding back on something. No,
2: not at all. Not at all. Bendis um, uh Bendis is Bendis's work in the DC universe. I have not loved so far. And, um, I think this feels like it is a new uh, start for him in the DC universe. It feels like this is in his wheelhouse, and he can just hit the ground running like Impulse does. And uh, I love the last page reveal. This is a fun, fun issue.
1: Pete, how do you feel about this? I disagree. This is just uh, annoying. It's a lot of like... So he just, hates young people. Yeah, it's a lot of young right. people. Like him. Yeah,
2: yeah, You want old injustice is the book <laughs> I, you're yeah. looking for, yeah. which is about I you, I mean, basically.
1: Well, it's just, I don't know, it's just a, a lot of young kids running around. I, you know, I don't mean to sound old. I was excited about Jenny. You can't help it. Jenny Hex, I thought that was cool. Jenny Hex, great. Um, yeah. That was uh... So the
0: idea of the book is uh, Ginny Hex, his younger female version of Jonah Hex, shows up in Metropolis looking for Superman. We're not quite sure what's going on with her yet. She ends up teaming up with the members of Young Justice who gather one after the other to fight this invasion from Gemworld. There's a kind of an interesting twist there where the people of Gemworld are pissed off because Earth has been through seven crises, and every time something happens on Earth, it changes the entire universe. Yeah. So they're getting revenge for that. Um, I gotta tell you, I had a hard time maybe getting past my expectations for the book. Interesting. Because looking at the cover, knowing it's Young Justice, seeing everybody surprised and happy and jumping off the cover, seeing that it's called Wonder Comics, knowing that this is supposed to be the kickoff of a YA slash teen line, I thought, oh great, okay, this is gonna be like an all all ages fun. Right for the first page? Not. No, it definitely isn't. Lots I agree with you. Lots of this issue. Yes,
2: <laughs> which, I agree with you. It is a sort of a misdirect, uh, right. I don't know if that's a purposeful thing. Well, I
0: think the argument could be made that and. Pete, as our resident teen, you could probably speak to this, but teen's curse I think, I'm yep. hearing that now, That's I'm getting cool, that yeah. from the news.
2: Yeah, Pete, get off that skateboard and t- start talking about the teen line.
1: <laughs> Turn your hat back the right way, Pete! Never, never.
0: So, I, I get that, and I understand that, and I understand that was my own personal barrier to get past, yeah. but through the dialogue and through Impulse, who I also really enjoy, the yeah. new Green nope. Lantern kid, I'm Kid forgetting. Lantern, kid Lantern also out. a really fun <laughs> idea, there's a lot of mysteries that are being set up here, which I think are a lot of fun oh no i'm sorry teen
1: lantern Lantern, thank you uh
0: the the dialogue and the thrust of the plot seemed very young and all ages to me Mm. but a lot of the language being used seemed to be much older than that
1: so i wasn't quite sure what audience this was necessarily going for yeah yeah i didn't feel like i was the audience so i didn't really have a good time with this book but uh, by the title, I knew I was going to have a good time. So wow.
2: judging a book by its
1: cover, yeah, yeah I did. I did. Very then, youthful thing to do. <laughs> Pete, quit vaping, and let's
2: move on to the next book. All
0: right, here we go. Criminal number one from Image Comics. Finally, oh, yeah. it is back. The award-winning, critically acclaimed crime anthology is back. It's very exciting. I know you're a big fan, Justin. So I'll turn it over to you. How'd you feel about this?
2: Uh, I love. Uh, I mean, Ed Brubaker, Sean Phillips working together every book they do uh is great uh like i don't know if i could point to a book that it it has been uh bad that they have worked on really loved kill or be killed and they seem genuinely excited to be back on criminal it feels like sort of their home universe uh if the if you will and uh we start sort of a little bit further away from um uh, our main character and get closer as the book as the story goes on i don't want to spoil too much but the first half of the book I was great. Uh a story about a diamond heist and uh the repercussions of a diamond heist and uh a mistaken
1: identity. It was great and then we we follow it through. Yeah, there, now, you're oh, you're a big fan of splitting things in half. He was talking about the first half <laughs> versus the second half. What yeah. are your thoughts on that?
0: Uh, I really <laughs> thought the way uh, the directions the story went in were really interesting and surprising. It was not what I expected at yeah. all. Uh but I think, to your point, it's tough almost to say anything about the Ed Brubaker, Sean Phillips thing. That's things what I'm saying. Because they're all so good. Yeah. And you know what you're getting into. You know you're going to get into an original, interesting, engrossing crime story that quickly establishes the characters and the stakes of what's going on. It's not going to feel like anything else on the stands. That's what you get. Exactly.
2: People are not nice in these books. Um, They make mistakes. You are in their heads. You see why they make the – you hear them making the mistakes, and you can't help but go along for the ride while also regretting at the same time. It's a great feeling. I love it.
1: Okay. So um, the art is amazing. I know the stories are fantastic, but the problem I have with this is you've got a douche kid in the beginning who's being a real asshole – And then you get uh, the main character, who we follow the rest of the way, is a complete dick. So it's like, who am I rooting for? It's dick on dick. Yeah. Do I want them to lose? It's a little like I liked... The story was cool. It was very engrossing, and it was a quick read because it sucks you into this world so well. But the problem is I'm rooting against the main characters. And but I think little... you're supposed to be.
0: I don't think you're supposed to be rooting for them to win or really get but out But if of you
1: mess. don't like them, it's hard. I mean, there's so many books on the shelves. It's like, am I going to go back to this just because of the team is so amazing? I guess we have to, but I just, I don't <laughs> know, man. I'm not <laughs> no, like Nobody about. has to do
0: anything, Pete. I think what I find... Interesting about this is being able to read flawed, unique characters
2: exactly
0: uh, that I and I can't predict what direction the narrative is going right. to go in. So I get that Which is you're awesome, not supposed though. to like it, but it's refreshing to read something like that. It's difficult to read sometimes because. Yeah. You want them to make the heroic decisions, but I'll give you a little clue that they're not going to. The title of the book is criminal. Right. Yeah. Right. And I think they're going to act like You that. get down in
2: the dirt with us, Pete. Be fly. I mean, you're too young to like make mistakes, but yeah. you're going to someday in your life <laughs> and you're going to really be able to understand where these characters are coming
0: from. Oh man. I missed that period up until age 18 when I never made mistakes. Except there were no consequences.
2: Uh, now any misstep on this podcast and we're
0: <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of which, let's move on to a book from Dark Horse Comics coming out January sixteenth. We're not going to do any spoilers about oh, this one because yes, it is no. pretty advanced. I'm not going to pronounce this correctly, but Avatar
1: Sutes'
0: Path. Pretty guess, good. Ooh, sure, pretty good. why not? So this
1: Su-tze's, is I was, I was That's how I was. Uh, this
0: is a side story showing other events that went on during the movie Avatar by James Cameron. Now, of course, we all remember exactly. Exactly of course Avatar. I
2: know because I don't know if it was a movie from a, a few years back. Um, so I did some research, and yeah. the, this is these are the characters, these are what happened. <laughs> this is it's like that. This is yeah.
0: like
1: that, yeah. this That's is what like I'm that.
0: but it's a comic book. That's my review, right?
1: Uh, <laughs> uh, I felt like this was just basically part of the movie. I was a little like confused to what we were seeing as far as like, can I
0: ask you an odd question? Sure. I know I was joking about this. Do you actually remember anything from Avatar?
1: Yeah. Really? Mm
0: -hmm.
2: I have have no memory, except for they fuck with tails.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I remember that.
1: That's the only thing. Yes, I remember... They fuck with tails. They hook their tails up to a tree that them... I don't know what that happened. Right, I, right. I, I, you just explained fucking to me. <laughs> <Okay>. Really?
0: <laughs> I also remember uh, the the bad guy dude had a big knife, or maybe the other guy had a big yes, knife. Yes, he
2: did have a big knife. Yeah, I was like but lightly Yeah, that. now
0: like, I read this whole comic book, and nobody had a big knife, so I was very confused. Very
2: mm-hmm. confused. It's a but side I story. Did.
0: I got to tell you, the entire time I was like, "Oh yeah, they got those uh, fuck braids." Yep. See? Are they going to fuck with the fuck braids?
2: And they're saving it for a later issue. Yeah,
0: spoilers, but they don't fuck. Uh, I got to (laughs) say,
2: is Avatar the least rewatched major franchise movie of all time?
0: Wait, how many times have you seen it, Pete?
2: one really? <laughs> <laughs> what? that means it's definitely the least rewatch well hold on let me look up pete's schedule of viewing let's see tommy boy tommy boy punisher season one tommy boy uh, avatar there it is again you're gonna see it again soon. <laughs> oh great that's good news uh
0: this comic uh, was a little hard to get at you because i have no knowledge of avatar whatsoever the art is very nice yes Wait, you
2: saw the movie though right i assume truly 15 years ago it's, it's possible Okay. But I agree with you. This comic is from the – if you're a fan of the Avatar film and the f- upcoming films that have been in production for basically a child's life, uh, <laughs> the, you're going to love this because this picks up so – this is wh- for the fans. How long is that? Is that five years? What's uh, a child's life? Like a child becoming an adult. Like you. So 18? Yeah. Bingo. Okay.
0: It's, it's such a confu- – not to get too deep at hole here, but it's such a confusing franchise because – it's, it's not the biggest movie of all time anymore, but it w- is one of the biggest movies yeah. of all time. The park at Disney World, it was like, why are you opening Avatar Land? But apparently there are hours long lines to get in there every single day of the week, even during uh, downtimes for the park. Uh, and like you said, they're planning five more movies or what? something like that, which is bananas insane. Yeah,
2: and they're like shooting them all at once. They have, like, they're inventing cameras for well, them. That's the only thing I know about. Here, the first one is they invented
1: a the camera. Thing the
0: thing that my main takeaway from this comic almost had nothing to do with the comic other than r- misremembering absolutely everything in Avatar and trying yeah. to rack my brain to remember any scenes or characters. Uh, it was mostly the takeaway that those movies might actually be good because I think everybody was like knocked off their feet by that first movie. Yeah. They're going to do something that's going to push it forward so that the avatars don't look like crap, which they do.
2: Yes, uh, but I think everyone's just excited to see what those blue sex archers are up to.
0: Yeah, and you will, too, on January 16th. Moving on to a dynamite book, Barbarella Deja Thoris number 1. Now, I'll be honest with you. These are characters that I don't know a lot about. A long time ago, I saw the Barbarella movie. Mm -hmm. Certainly, we saw John Carter of Mars together. John? What was it called? John Carter, something. Yeah, John (laughs) Carter. I just called John Carter. Eventually, called it. They eventually just called it John John Carter. Carter. Yeah, Uh, we did see that together. We did see that together. (laughs) (laughs) Do you remember what I called it?
2: You no, know, it's like star better than Star Wars. I said
0: this generation Star Wars. Yeah,
2: oh my <laughs> <God>. <laughs> one, the, one of the biggest box office failures of the last <laughs> eight, eight ten years. I like the movie, though. Uh, it was yeah. a good movie. Yes,
0: yeah. it was a good movie. Not it's, as good as that. No, it's not as good as that. But it was much more fun than people gave credit to. Uh, I really like this book a lot. I, I, did I too, thought it. it was
2: great, and this reminded me of John Carter the movie in a good way.
0: Yeah. So the art is great. The writing is great. If you don't know anything about the characters, Barbarella is sort of the weird, ditzy, but super science one, uh, Dejah Thoris is more the mystical warrior queen one, yeah. uh, and through a variety of circumstances, they end up in the same place together in this bad situation, uh, but the panel layouts were so smart and so involving, the graphics were so clean and interesting, uh, certainly, even Dejah Thoris, both of these characters, I think, given the covers from Dynamite, frankly, people know them for the TNA, and that's pretty much it. (laughs) Deja Thoris is basically wearing a nipple suit, and that's pretty much it. But it doesn't matter while you're And I've I've worn one of
2: those and they are
0: not The artist does a very good job of downplaying that stuff, which I think is really nice, and making it work.
2: It has this sort of exotic feel of like uh, a a brighter Frank Frazetta painting or like those exotic uh, desert shots uh, from a an old movie or something like that it's really nice it's it feels very like adventurous and, and cool and something that would have inspired a movie like
1: uh, this generation star wars
0: right it could be just to throw something out there pete what did you think about this book
1: uh i thought that the art uh was fantastic and you're right they they kind of downplayed the sexuality in a tasteful way which was great because that way you could read it on the subway and no one's looking at you weird um <laughs> but yeah i thought it Common was a problem for pete You know, uh, I just think it was one of those things where it was like, okay, but I was impressed with, I thought it was going to be one thing. I was like, oh, here we go, a little TNA comic or whatever, but (laughs) I was impressed with the story, and I thought it was actually really good. Yeah, I
0: agree. Moving on to another one Image Comics Die, number two. Now, we talked about the first issue of this from uh, Kieran Gillen. I think you and I, Justin, really liked it a lot. Yep. Pete had some weird problems with it, mm-hmm. uh, but I figured it's worth revisiting. Now, the setup yes. for the book is there's a bunch of kids created this fantasy role playing game, got sucked into a magical land, missed two years of their lives, came back. One of them was missing an arm, one of them was missing. And then decades later, as adults, they're sucked back into that magical land. Turns out the person they left behind is now the games master of this land. uh, And that's where we left off the last issue. Now, this issue, we find out a lot more about this magical land, how the quote unquote game works, as well as the characters. I thought this was phenomenal.
2: I love this comic. It's such a good. They very quickly set up like a, a somewhat complicated premise and just really like put us there and play it out. The characters uh, stand apart. You, there's all this like sort of darkness within them, and we're going to get to see them explore the world. It's like the Dungeons & Dragons cartoon that they, in their back matter of the first issue, say that it's based on, and I love that. I love this.
0: Yeah, and one of the things that Kieran talks about in the back matter of this issue is he thought it would be easy to bank on the nostalgia thing of the Dungeons and & Dragons of and all, but he wanted to give it a twist and make it more complicated, which made it more complicated for him, but as he thought about it, and as he played around with it and as he worked from the idea of these die that you play role-playing games with and what they would do and how they would work, um, he tried to weave that nostalgia factor that you're talking about from the cartoon, but give it another level. And I think it's been totally successful. Now, Pete, as uh, the detractor here, the person who thought a little less of the first
1: issue, how'd you feel about issue two? I was really impressed with the second issue. I thought they did a really good job of, like... Getting to the story and getting to where they are present day and what's happening. Uh, and, yeah, I was really impressed. Uh, I was less impressed with this first issue, but the second issue really turned things around for me, and I was really impressed with how they moved the story forward and the world that they were in and stuff like that. I thought it was very cool. They got you. Yeah. yeah. They
0: got you back. It, mm-hmm. it, this isn't exactly right, but it seems to me almost like a smarty, smarter Ready Player One where mm. there's all of these different video game slash role-playing game tropes that they're playing off of But the characters are aware of them uh, But buying into them at the same time They're it, butt buying in Yeah, they're butt buying That's, Thank you for specifying <laughs> what I was trying to say Absolutely Moving on to another dynamite comic Turok, number one This reboot of and the yeah. classic dinosaur hunter this tale This guy hates dinosaurs Does not like them Well, in this issue, he doesn't know them yet Yeah, <laughs> He's just a regular this guy Not hunting dinosaurs Yeah, And then by the end, meets a dinosaur Yeah. How did you feel about this book?
1: Well, this is kind of like a classic character and it was kind of a this was I thought a fun take on him of uh, kind of f- we see the start I guess of like how he got into the dinosaur world and how that all began. Um yeah, I thought this was really cool. I thought it was kind of a classic setup of a hero uh facing off against a bunch of villains and Yeah, I thought it was really beautiful uh, as far as the art matching the kind of character. And uh, yeah, you got some like double page spread of the world that they ended up in. I thought it was good. Uh, The addition of the little brother
2: feels like sort of the take. I don't remember Turok having a little like having a family. He was always sort of on his own, sort of pretty upset Mm -hmm. and just like hunting these dinosaurs that were trying
0: to eat him. Yeah, yeah, I we'll know nothing I yeah. know nothing whatsoever about Turok, so I was coming into this pretty clean, other than the fact that I spent three quarters of the issue saying I thought he was Turok Dinosaur Hunter, but there's no dinosaurs in here, so maybe I was wrong. Yeah. Maybe this is just a wild west cowboys and Indians type thing going on. Yeah. Um but it's not. It's cowboys and Indians and dinosaurs, as it yes. turns out at the
2: end. And it may be less cowboys going forward.
0: Uh no, I think I think there's gonna be a couple of cowboys. We'll see. Yeah. Well, I, I bet you a million dollars. Okay. Wow. Okay. That's to our standard step, bet. Step, <laughs> step. Yeah, that's our standard bet. We never always high stakes. I'm much more interested in the second issue once we get to the dinosaurs, to be frank with you.
2: Uh yeah. That makes a lot of sense. And Pete, you should actually know, we don't know if dinosaurs ate humans because they weren't around, evolutionarily speaking, at the same time. Dinosaurs may have been our greatest friends. I'm sorry, you haven't seen a Jurassic Park movie ever? That that is true. Um,
0: Uh, What about
1: uh, a
2: little
0: documentary called Flintstones Viva Rock Vegas?
2: (laughs) (laughs) That's true. Um, Both great films, and thank you for reminding me to catch up on my nonfiction film
0: work. Another Image Comics book that is out today, Gunning for Hits, number one, and I guarantee there's the only book that you'll read all week that has a major plot point whether somebody should suck somebody else's dick.
2: Well, let's see how the rest of the books go. (laughs) Uh... This book was pretty wild. It was like uh, going to school a little bit about music, the yes. music industry. So
0: this is somebody who is a veteran of the music industry. Uh, essentially, it's taken up with, I guess, an agent, uh, an A and R person, A and R person. Thank you. Uh, trying to sign a hot young band that only he knows about and will do anything to get them on. Yeah. Uh, but the entire middle of the issue for pages and pages is taken up with explaining how the record industry works and how yep. they take yep. advantage of artists uh with cutesy little cartoons uh this book is bizarre i wasn't i don't hate it but i wasn't even sure if i liked it most of the time i was reading it but it was certainly interesting and different
2: yeah it definitely is different Um, and because it is even in the parts before we get to the the pictographic stuff detailing how the music industry works it is a lot of like it's 1987. MTV is big. There's a yeah. ton of money in the market. Um, this guy's really good. He has four number one hits. Here's how he made them. Here's how I'm going to take advantage of them. So it really is like a primer on like the 80s music industry to the detriment of really learning much about the characters. Right. Um, but I am... The, it ends with... Um, uh, him like pulling some guns out <laughs> which yeah. I was like wait what's this <laughs> uh, and it's gonna be, I feel like it's sort of a mobbed up uh, 80s uh, the TV show final did you ever watch that uh, failed no. TV show from HBO a couple years oh, ago yeah, it reminded yeah. me of that a little bit where it's like what is it, all this uh, mm. so I am i am curious I would pick up the next
1: issue of this uh, what about you Pete how'd you feel about this so uh, this to me was like it started off and I was like this is gonna be one of his albums weird sex comics because there's a lot of talk about yeah. Dixon sucking but um <laughs> Jesus, that you're talking aside, of course about
2: the comics that alex meticulously hand draws yeah. and writes <laughs> um that are about a, a, young, a young man's journey into the world of uh it Felicio. did make me
1: miss the good yeah, old let days me, let me know by the way if you want any characters to suck each other's decks or anything <laughs> like that i am happy to draw you a comic okay great uh i It did make me miss the good old days of, like, Sorry, just real quick. uh, Your Spider-Man Batman order should be here anytime soon. (laughs) Cool, cool. What Uh, about my Batman Spider-Man? Anyways, (laughs) uh, it reminded me of the good old days when MTV actually played music videos. Uh and <laughs> hundred- I just saying Whoa. the word? <laughs> <What>? uh, 100 <laughs> minutes. Uh, Miss that 120 show. Minutes. 120
2: minutes. You couldn't minutes. sound
1: more old if you
2: tried. <laughs> yep. On an episode where we've talked about how youthful and fresh you are. Yep.
1: What um, does the M even stand for, man? <laughs> yeah, but it's just... This comic does a lot of explaining, which it's... I don't... Does that... Is that ever really going to come into play in this, in this comic? I don't know. But, uh, yeah, it just... It, does a lot of explanation for like a fun reveal that I, I don't, after all that I'm like I don't know if it was worth it, uh, but. It's very creative. It's uh, kind of a fun setting, a fun backdrop. So I'm interested to see where this goes. I was just a little disappointed where we put all of our energy in this issue. I mean, listen, this is the first book
0: from this guy that he's ever done, Not Mortat, who's the artist who's done a bunch of stuff with Jimmy Pamiati and other people. Yeah. Uh, so I'm willing to grade on a curve for this. Yeah. I think the dialogue was a little stilted throughout, but there's enough weirdness. And as you point to the thing at the end, the back is matter's sort of amazing. Yeah. Uh, it's so strange. It's Kind of going to be fascinating to at least check out the second issue and see what happens. Yeah. yeah. All right. Moving on to another Marvel title, Friendly Neighborhood Spider-Man number one. Now, this is Tom Taylor, one of our favorite writers here, I think, on yep. the podcast. And definitely really building up in the critical and fan community, yep. doing his take on Spider-Man. Tell you what, not so friendly, this book. Kind of sad at points, actually.
2: And interestingly, way focused on the neighborhood.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Neighbor, it's like neighborhood. Spider-Man friendly. If yeah. the order of what we're getting. Yeah,
0: here. absolutely. But what did you think about this book?
2: Uh I I the so there are two stories here, uh dividing it in half once again. Um which is one of Pete's <laughs> favorite things, uh clearly. And it's uh it, it's sort of like I, I wasn't quite sure this is a book where I was like who who's, who's uh, who has an agenda, who who's doing what because Peter Parker is uh knocked unconscious at one point and I was it felt like it, There's a mystery element here It felt like to me right. that it isn't pointed to In a way where I knew Exactly what was happening
0: I really like the backup story In particular That really? That seemed well,
2: the least That was sad
0: It yeah. I was super sad I'm yeah. saying not, fuck, man. When I say I like something I'm saying it was well done Not it was great And it made me feel great oh, uh, It okay. made me feel no, super bad But I feel the way That was written The darkness yeah. of that Really punched me in the gut uh, The first story To your point It felt like Everything is going on an amazing Spider-Man, it was recapping a bunch of that, yeah, and maybe adding a couple of other details. But Tom Taylor is good enough that I'm curious to follow him on the journey he goes yeah.
2: on. I, we don't quite get the full take on Spider-Man here, except for the focus on who's living in Peter Parker's building um, and the rest
1: of his name. Yeah, I I thought this the first story was a lot better than the second one, but it started huh? off pretty heartbreaking with a fight, 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 with little, fight, uh, oh, a little girls trying to yeah. squash. Uh, Spider-Man, like she basically punches his chest because he's got a spider on it, and that was a fucked up moment. Uh, <laughs> wow! And then <laughs> as Peter the Parker, super like goes away, she's like, "I'm gonna get you." I'm like, M- "Damn, that's a little that little evil hilarious? kid!" No, that that's the start of a supervillain. No, you're worried not. about Peter Parker's uh, his future. Yeah, yeah, because that little kid seems determined to squash him. Yeah, I uh, think you read that. Also, the there's creepy kids in a wastebasket, which I don't like at all that f- really freaks me out yeah is there no creepy kids in your waste, bastard. No. What? Wait. You what need about to, you?
2: Yeah. Oh, I have definitely creepy kids all over that my house. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm lousy with creepy kids. <laughs>
0: all right. Last one to talk about before we wrap up: Batman number sixty two from Detective Comics comics. Uh, this is the <laughs> second part of the nightmare storyline. Yes. Batman. Last we left him in the real world. His dad, dressed in the Flashpoint Batman suit, was behind him. And this issue, suddenly he's being confronted by Professor Pig. Uh, this is by Tom King and Mitch Gerards, and it feels like a lost issue of Miracle Bad. Like, yes. Uh, straight up. Death. Uh, which is not a bad thing at all in my book, uh, but it's definitely very different from what we've had going on in Batman so far.
2: Now, is, is Professor Pig officially in the Batman Rogues Gallery? Sure. Because yes. Like, yes.
1: that's that's got to be like the newest sort of big also villain. Also, Professor Big is in Gotham, the TV show. So, Yeah. yeah but I'm saying I, like-
0: I, No, I actually think Pete has a point there uh, uh, because... <laughs> cool. I th- Suck it (laughs) Beyond the fact that That's
2: one point That's your whole score When Grant
0: Morrison invented him It was like Oh this is a weird Grant Morrison thing That nobody gets And it's fine Uh, And then people kept Using him in the comics Which certainly helped cement him But he's been on The animated shows now He's been on Gotham He's been in other media uh, And I do think That has cemented him At least for the modern era As somebody who is In the rogues gallery Probably not the level Of the Joker Or Mr. Freeze Or Two-Face Or anything like that Well
2: how many professors Pig movies are they making at uh, Warner Brothers right now? Uh,
0: there's the Professor Pig origin movie. God's there's Professor gonna... Pigs and the Oink Oinks, uh, which is a team-up sort of a musical. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, Five More.
2: There's a Professor Pig in the City, I believe, is coming out. Yeah, <laughs> It's going to be good. Sort of cute. Very underrated. Yeah. I, <laughs> um, I, I say that because I feel like... I think that's very cool. It's very rare when a new villain really enters the, uh, up the canon, and I think that Professor Pig really has. Yeah. How did you feel about this book, though? Uh, the... Uh, the last page uh, i'm very curious about uh what that means cuz i think we're dealing with a generational uh something bad happened generationally for our ba- our batman
0: yeah I I am also very, very curious I really like the ending a lot This storyline is going to be going on for a while I believe it's seven parts total uh, And it's going to be interrupted by a two-parter Crossover with the Flash That's going to be separate, I believe, and outside the continuity So it's going to be almost A year until we really figure out What is going on with Batman and what's happened To him, Uh, and that's Super interesting to me, personally Pete, I can tell from your expression You are also super interested
1: Yeah, Uh, I'm pretty pissed about this issue issue, uh, I'm s- if I would be super, super pissed if I spent money on this and then got to the last panel because I fucking hate when that shit happens, when you're confused the whole time and then the reveal happens and you're like, fuck you, oh. fuck you for wasting my fucking time. Oh, you
2: should never go see any magician then because <laughs> 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 that's literally the whole thing. Also, any story in all of pop culture. <laughs>
1: uh, but... Uh, it's an amazing team, so, uh, I, I mean, it looked amazing, but it was it was pretty upsetting and a fucking big waste of time. See,
2: I disagree completely. I'm very excited by that uh, reveal at the end, and I think Tom King is one of uh, a writer we can truly trust, I believe. He's an
1: amazing writer. And yeah, the artist you don't trust <laughs> him. You don't trust him. I, how could you trust him after this? Because he's... This issue has nothing to do with anything moving forward. Remember when
2: you... That's definitely not true. Remember when you didn't like Mr. (laughs) Miracle? It was a waste of a fucking... Remember when you didn't like Mr. Miracle? And then where did you end up?
0: I'm going to throw it out to you. This is definitely not a waste of an issue we just don't know how it fits into the overall puzzle yet
2: Yeah, and maybe if you could get off your phone and stop just sending us emojis all the time you could really like take a look at the world around you because you're gonna go to college someday and you're gonna learn and then eventually you're gonna have a job like alex of
1: lies and then have a shitty job that i won't like i don't you know what fuck you dad i don't have to live your life don't leave out your other dad
0: yeah Yeah, fuck fuck you thanks wow i think you just turned 18 (laughs) Guys, if you want to support our show, patreon.com slash comic book club. Also, we do a live show every Tuesday night at 8 p.m. at the People's Improv Theater Loft in New York that's totally free. Come on by. We'll chat about comic books. Pete, what else do you want to plug? Friends on Facebook
1: so you get to know about the amazing guests we have on our live show. Follow us on Twitter at comic book live. Check
0: us out at comicbookclublive.com club for this podcast and many more. And we'll see you at the comic book shop. Pete, get off of your phone.
2: Off your phone, Pete. Pete Screw you, dad. Put it
0: down. You've had your screen time for the day.
2: Pick up all of the underwear you Left Around, our podcast studio.